Welcome to OOBG Radio, the leading destination for the best sports and betting analysis presented by your hosts, John, Jordan, and Dave. And we're here at OOBG Radio. This is John from OOBG Radio. I got special guest Monroe and Brian from uwager.eu. We've got lots going on today. We got, we're going to talk about the biggest thing, the legalization of sports gambling in yes, the U.S. Sir. We're going to talk about the NBA, NBA playoffs, um, the draft, uh, what's going on with the NBA, with the NHL playoffs. We're going to talk about a little bit about fo- uh, football, NFL. Uh, we got a little bit of everything going on right now, even some baseball for you. But first, like I mentioned before, we got uh, the legalization of the sports gambling in the U.S. Monroe, you were bringing this up earlier. Yes. What's 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 the deal here? Well, you know, this is something that I'm I'm really excited about. I think over at UWager, a lot of us are excited about it because we see the possibilities, the opportunities that it opens up. It's something that we were waiting on, something that we've kind of known was going to happen here pretty much all year. And now that it's here, we're ready to just uh, move forward, keep it rolling. So basically, the whole thing was just, uh, I guess, the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, decided that right. they're, they're not going to meddle in what each individual state decides exactly. to do or not to do. Is that right? That right. is correct. So New Jersey. New Jersey has it, right? New Jersey being on the front line of this whole thing. Okay. New so, I mean, it doesn't really, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't mean that the states is fully legal right now, right? Right. What it does is it gives each state the ability, as you said, to legalize it if they see fit. And given the amount of money that's in this industry, Vegas, I think, raked in last year over $4.1 billion just in sports gambling. That's Vegas. I don't see why any state would not want to get in on this. They're within, you know, their reason to do so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great for the industry. It's great for players. It's great for anyone who, who likes to do that for themselves. Um, uh, betting offshore definitely isn't going to go away because of it. There's still great possibilities over here doing it offshore. There's great advantages. It helps um, us. But it, does, it, it helps us a lot. It, it gives us, us more lot. possibilities. It opens new doors. Um, it's a very exciting time to be in the industry, if you ask me. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, you know, they say within the next two years, uh, five states are going to fall. Within the next five, there will be double-digit states uh, that yeah. are following this trend. So uh, it's definitely a lot to look forward to in the coming years, and I, I'm excited to see where this leads us. Yeah, even, even this year, I think we'll really have an idea of how it's going to look when the football season comes back around. Exactly. That's exactly. what these guys are gearing up for. And you know, Monroe, speaking of sports gambling, my gosh, I should have put money on the Rockets. <laughs> Why didn't I not put money on the Rockets? I love Houston. You know, they well, kick some major butt. I mean, did you guys check out that, that, that game? Great Houston? game. Great game last night. And you know what? I think you didn't put money on, on the Rockets because a lot of the sports books don't want you to put money on the Rockets. <laughs> They're the underdogs that can win. I mean, and, I, and they showed it last night. I, I've, been, I've been riding Houston since day one. Uh, James Harden. MVP this year. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no way he doesn't get that MVP. If he does, there's some. There's something wrong. There, there's something. He's just put up way too many good numbers. You know, it, it's just insane the the amount of work he's put in, especially with the addition of Chris Paul. Yep. Uh, the burden kind of gets off of uh, James Harden's shoulders a little bit. He can actually focus on. Uh, on a different part of his game rather than making a play every single possession. Sure. And so. they gave him that shoe deal this year, right, James Harden? Yeah, yeah, He said he's, he's looking to inspire people now. What shoe deal? He's got some big shoe deal. I, I don't want to go into the details right he's, now. He's, the he's going to come out with, like, Jordans? <laughs> <laughs> he's got some new shoes. Check him out every game. You'll see some, some new sneakers on James Harden. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like, again, I don't have anything against the Warriors, but, you know, I was thinking when this whole two series was coming out, you know, I was like... 
Warriors against the Cavs again at the final. Yeah. I mean, how boring is that? You know, I don't want to see that anymore. Before. I never thought that. I it never thought. Before. Actually, I never thought the Cavs were going to make it this far. No, neither. You did can I. only ride LeBron's back for so long. You can right. only do it, and they proved that the last two games. LeBron putting up 42 points. The rest of his team, I think, um, Kevin Love put up 22. The rest of his team, 11 or less. Yeah. You know, you can't ride on LeBron for so long. The Celtics are hot, even without Kyrie Irving on the court right now. You know, they got Rozier stepping up. They got Tatum stepping up as a rookie, making you know plays that are unbelievable. Yep. Um, this is just this is an exciting time to be an NBA fan. It, it is. really is. It really is. So, with that said, I mean. I mean, we got games coming up this week, yep. okay? And uh, they, they're going to be playing over at uh, the Cavs' hometown, right? Cavs are going home. So, I mean, will LeBron come back and kill well, the, you know... Listen, I think last week on the same program, I said that I was riding LeBron to beat the Celtics because of his experience, because of the way he's playing. Listen, he's still playing great, but he's tired. He can only do so much, you know? And the Celtics have really come together. Uh, the coaching, I think we talked about that last week also, the coaching in Boston. It's really proven to be, I think, one of the main difference makers so far in this series. But we're going back to Cleveland. LeBron's hungry. We'll see if he can put something together. We'll see if the people around him can step up and put a, put, put a win together for him. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I hope. I sincerely hope that the Celtics take it and they, they, you know, they take the whole series. Um, but uh, I, it's hard for me to, to swallow that, that LeBron's going to be, you know, just going to let his team, uh, you know, lose and, right. and this team's not going to get it together. Well, you could, you could make some money off that, John, if you put some money down over at you wager. Right now, as a matter of fact, the series price is at minus 220 for the Celtics. The Celtics are favored to win the series. Really? Yes, they are. You put $100 on LeBron right now to win the series, you'll come out with 185 Wow. So, huh. So oh, I'm gonna check them out. You know, I don't know what, what's 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 going on with the with the Rockets. What what are they? Uh, this is this is something that's interesting. The Warriors are still favored to win this uh, to win this series. Minus two eighty, as a matter of fact, plus two forty on the Rockets. What does that mean? Even more money on the Rockets. If you put hundred on the Rockets to win the series outright, you're coming out with two hundred forty dollars. And we're also talking about this weekend, Golden State and and Houston. Golden State and Houston. We got Golden State favored by seven and a half. Oh wow, that's a big line. I don't know. Um, Golden State. I would put more money on 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 that game, and I would put money on the Rockets. I feel like the Rockets have a more together team. I feel like um, I, I I don't know if it was Jordan that mentioned it last week that uh, the Rockets were a team that was put together to beat the Warriors. Yeah, they were. They're put together specifically to beat the Warriors. On paper, you see it. They've talked about it themselves all season. Draymond Green from the Warriors has addressed it. He knows that they're gunning for him, and, yeah. and the, the Warriors are gunning for them too. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, my pick, truthfully, for this week's games and, 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 and the NBA playoffs, I'm going to go for the Warriors. I'm sorry, I'm going to go for the Rockets, not the Warriors. And I'm going to go for the Celtics. Although I do have my reservations, I do feel like LeBron's going to come back. But um, I guess uh, maybe I'm thinking with my heart a little bit. I'm thinking I'm gonna probably I want I want the Celtics to get this. You know, I, I truly do. I don't want to see another uh, LeBron versus uh, you know uh, the the Warriors final game. I don't know. It's just to me, it's boring. I, I'm gonna modify what I said myself last week about LeBron. I mean, I think he's still gonna do great. He'll do very well. I think they will get this win here going back to Cleveland. And I think he's going to have a real valiant effort getting them to possibly even Game 7. However, 
if they get to Game Seven against Boston, I don't think it's looking too good for them. You know, and speaking of of NBA, um, there was the NBA drafts that were happening not long ago, um, a couple of days ago. Um, you know, the lottery for the yeah, NBA the lottery draft. for the draft hasn't happened quite yet, but they came out with who's going to get the first pick. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Suns get the first pick for the first time in in their history. history. Um, you know, then the Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis, Dallas. You know, to follow them. Um, but it, it looks to be an exciting draft. You got you know very good players coming at Luca Luca Doncic of the Real Madrid playmaker. Sure, uh, my know. guy uh, DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. You know I always go with my University of Arizona guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have a couple sleepers in there. You know you got Trey Young who is widely known for being completely overrated. Uh, <laughs> but it, but his numbers you just can't you can't, can't deny the you can't deny the numbers. Twenty seven point four points per game, eight point eight. Uh, assist per game with a 36.1% three-point range. Um, that's I mean, those that's are NBA in, numbers. There. Those are NBA numbers. I mean, like you know, he is in college, but he, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. He's looking to come in that in the NBA and, and set a fire under whatever, whatever team he goes in. Speaking of uh, those three-pointers that are so important nowadays in the NBA, what about this guy, Miles Bridges? He's pretty good out there, too, from the perimeter also. Yeah, he is. I saw that. Yeah, Miles Bridges out of Michigan State, yeah. Uh, he's another young guy. I think he's 19 years old. Uh, you know, 36.4% from the three-point range. That is, yeah, you don't even see a lot of NBA guys having that, that type of percentage, you know. Um, a couple in, feet further, further away from the rim, though. Exactly, yeah, yeah right? that's true, that's true. Yeah, there is a couple-foot difference there. But uh, those two looking to come in maybe a little bit later in the draft, but... Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting draft this year, I believe. We got uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. coming out, too. He's, I think, the best defensive prospect that will be coming out in this NBA draft. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, uh, 5.5 per 40 block average. Um, yeah, he's a defensive phenomenon. You yeah. think that's going to matter in the NBA? They don't play too much defense in the well, NBA. The thing, no, well, no. <laughs> no, the thing with him is that he doesn't have much strength on him. He's a he's a tall guy. He's a skinny guy. He's you know he sits at somewhere near the you know seven seven feet and and just skin and bones. So he needs to put on some strength. Doesn't he needs to put on that. some weight uh, to compete in the NBA because those guys are big. They're big over there in the NBA. It's a completely different game. So he'll definitely have to adjust. And you know, speaking of all this other stuff, I mean, we talked about the NBA, uh, NBA uh, lottery, the 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 playoffs. They're red hot. Another one of the playoffs that are doing incredibly like red hot. You know, we've talked about it so much in the past podcasts. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights. Are they not kicking some major butt or what? They, what's they going are. on with them? Or what's going on yeah. with the NHL playoffs? You know, well, I I love the NHL. I've you know, I grew up in Detroit, Red Wings fan my whole life. Um, so it's just uh, up north, it's just kind of part of our culture. Um, I would never look at the Vegas Golden Knights and say, oh, this must be a brand new team. These guys no, look experienced. Know. They look like they've been together for years. Uh, you, you, just, you just can't tell. You can't look at them and say, oh, this is a new team. Yeah, but the Vegas Golden Knights, they are an experienced team. I mean, just because yeah. the actual team itself or the brand is brand new. But right. the players, they're, they're pretty experienced players, Well, right? yeah, of course. you got the a 33-year-old uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in the back there. They definitely have some experienced players, but playing as a team together, first year, I mean, that's tough to do. In an inaugural season, to go to the conference finals and be up in the series against a, a, a tough, tough Winnipeg team. Well, that's because of that uh, expansion draft, the way that works in the NHL, isn't it? I mean, you... it's, it, it is very favored 
towards the, the new team. Uh, very favor, which I understand. They need to create a market. They need right. to get fans. Um, but even even with that intact, you never would think that these teams would go as far as, as the Vegas Golden Knights have. Yeah. Uh, that's what's amazing. Well, you know, they, they need to make some money for that Las Vegas market. They got a lot of competition in the legal sports betting now, you know? That's true. That's true. You know, and I think that the, the Vegas Golden Knights, they have a lot to go. But I'm very surprised that they've gotten this far. I'm very surprised. I'm very proud of them. I, I love going... You know me. I love the underdog. I always love the underdog. I'm tired of the guys that are always favorite to win this, win that. Right. Come on, man. Let's, let's give a little, little, little chance to a little guy, you know? Well, uh, speaking of underdogs, Brian was talking about uh, the Capitals. Ovechkin overcoming... Uh, what's that guy's name on the Penguins? Uh, uh, Crosby. Uh, Sidney yeah, Crosby. Yeah, Crosby. Last two years, been knocked out by the Penguins in, you know, in the quarterfinals. This year, Ovechkin and his team were able to get past them. Ovechkin's having one of the best seasons he's ever had. He's hungry for it, especially now that he's got... You know, he's beaten Sidney, Sidney Crosby. 13.4 um, shooting percentage in the playoffs, Ovechkin. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's just a beast. I've liked him. It's, it's his time. It's his time. He's been knocked out of the playoffs too much. He's hungry for it. There's not a player in this league that is more hungry to have his name on that cup than Alexander Ovechkin right now. And, uh, um, and honestly, I think this year is his year to pull it off. Yeah, the rest of the team is rallying around him, too. They sit above the league average in almost every desirable category. You were saying so yourself, right? Oh, yeah. They they, they don't stand atop the Metro division uh, just because they do nothing but score goals. The Caps score. They defend. They block shots. They kill penalties. They have two starting caliber goalies. They also possess, possess multiple game breakers that can put the Puck in the net at, on a whim. Um, these guys, they're scoring machines, but they also play great defense. So, uh, they're all around NHL hockey team. So what about Tampa Bay then? I mean, we're talking a lot about the Capitals. You seem to be pretty high on them. Does Tampa Bay have a chance? Tampa Bay always has a chance. And, and you know, they've had a chance for three years now, just haven't re- been able to really pull it off. And this year, I don't think it's any different. Um, their top players just haven't been performing like they usually have. Uh, Johnson and Stamkos, I'm referring to, uh, uh, of course. Kucherov has been carrying that team uh, throughout the season and continues to do so in the playoffs. But without Stamkos and Johnson stepping up their game, um, it's just it's just not going to happen for them this year, in my thoughts. Um, they are um, they are sitting atop of the league for goals per game with uh, 3.54. But you know, I think that I think the Capitals are just going to. I'm gonna take take control of this series and really just you know knock them back. And so who do you who do you look at for the last for the final game? I mean, who do you think that's gonna take it take it to the Stanley? Uh, you think, obviously you're talking a lot about the Capitals. Uh, who else? Do I you think I think this is my official pick right now. I think the Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights go to the Stanley Cup. I think the Capitals and Vegas will go seven games. I think they'll both put up a really big fight. Um, but I think in the end, the Capitals and Ovechkin will put their names on that Stanley Cup and hoist it above their heads. Really? I do. Wow. You want to put money on that? I I, I wish I could right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal now. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm going to go for the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot with my heart today. And I'm going a lot with my heart. I'm probably, I was I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, you know, my heart is with the underdog. I've said it before. You know, I, I, I like these guys. These guys came out of nowhere and they showed everyone off. I mean, it would, good for them. It would be good for the city after what happened last year in Las Vegas, right before the start of the season. That sh- with that shooting, yeah, yeah. you know, Vegas strong, still staying strong, as you see with the Vegas Golden Knights. So if they're able to win it, it'd be huge for the city. A good boost, um, definitely, uh, definitely deserved as well, because they've been playing hard and good all season. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and truthfully, you know, with Las Vegas, with everything that's going on with Vegas and everything, 
Um, you know, they you, they also have an NFL team, right? In a couple of years, isn't the, the Raiders? The Raiders will be moving, so, will be moving over. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I used to live in the Bay Area, and those people are not, not happy with no. that whole thing going on. Yeah, They've got a be. crazy crew up there. I love yeah. those Raiders crews, you know. But, they got a Raider Nation. <laughs> they are not happy about what's going on, but... You know, in fact, I thought that they weren't really. I I, I thought that the Raiders were going to go down to L.A. again. Lots of people did, but uh, you know, there's no stadium for them in in uh, in Vegas. There's no nowhere for them to practice in the middle of the heat. There's 120 degree weather. My God, the heat! Yeah, it's definitely you know? going to be an adjustment. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, you know, so speaking of which, let's let's move over. We also talked about a little bit about uh, about what's going on with the NFL. Monroe, mm-hmm. you're our NFL specialist here. What's going on? <laughs> Well, you know, NFL, we got a lot of activity going on these days. We've got a lot of uh, owners' meetings for some rule changes. In specific, there's a helmet-to-helmet rule that's uh, causing a little bit of controversy across the league. Uh, We're no longer going to be able to initiate contact with the head in any way with the helmet at all. Now, this is a big deal because, of course, we're coming off of a season which I think had the record concussions reported in the NFL. So you've got to look out for safety. You've got to look out for the safety of these players. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty ridiculous out there. But there's, there's plays in the NFL that you can't avoid helmet-to-helmet contact or, or initiating contact with the helmet. You just can't. It's a physical game by nature. You know, we're, not, we're not talking about soccer. You well, you've got a 300-pound linebacker coming at you. Sure. You know, I don't well, care what kind of you know, uh, Iron Man helmet you got going, going on. You know, yeah. You're still going to get majorly you know, hurt. You know? right. so, so what, what we're looking at is for, what we're looking for is a little bit of clarification by the league on what exactly will constitute a penalty on this helmet-to-helmet content or initiating content with the helmet, I should say. Yeah. Are they now, having a meeting about making those plays reviewable? Well, you can be ejected for these for these flagrant penalties, so to speak. They, they will eject you now. So that's what they're looking at making reviewable. I believe they're supposed to vote on that here sometime very shortly, within the next few days, uh, one of these owners' meetings, to decide if that will, in fact, be reviewable, which I think it has to be. You can't throw somebody out of the game, change the course of the game for an inadvertent hit or something that they didn't do with the intention of, of hurting another player. Right, I agree. I 100% agree with you on that. So speaking of NFL, I mean, what, what was this, this chatter I've been hearing about the uh, 49ers uh, comeback uh, from Richard Sherman? Ah, Richard Sherman. He had, he had some comments there on, the, on these uh, rule changes that they're coming out with. Brian was actually telling me about them here earlier today. Well, yeah, well, the USA Today actually had you know spoken to Richard Sherman, the 49ers cornerback, and he, he's just not happy with this rule. I mean, he's a defender by nature, so he wants to make a play, yeah. and his play is tackling, obviously. Um, so what he said was, and I quote, uh, it's ridiculous. Like telling a driver if you touch the lane lines, you're getting a ticket. Uh, yeah. It's going to lead to more lower extremity injuries is what he said to USA Today. Which are some of the more serious injuries as well. Exactly. You, you know, you take out someone's knee, yeah which Richard Sherman himself is coming back from. Of course, Richard Sherman has a lot of experience in the secondary, coming from the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, a position that will be most affected by these rule changes, has been most affected, is the safety position. Back there in the yep. secondary with Richard Sherman. We're seeing almost a record low here on contracts for these safeties, for these free agent safeties that are running around the league. It's a low-paid position, and nobody seems to be looking for him in, in free agency for some reason, which I can't seem to understand. You've got these receivers, Julio Jones, downfield threats, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Brandon Cooks. You, you need the safety. Yeah, you it? need some guys back there. These guys are able to get loose at any point in the game and right. just run down the field. If you have no one back there, you know. And, and these guys, the safeties, they're known as the enforcers. 
in, in center field in mm-hmm. the NFL. You know, you come across the middle, you got a guy like Ed Reed out there, old school Ronnie Lott, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, you know you're going to get hit. Yeah, those guys will shave yeah. years off your life. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> and, the, and the NFL knows that, and I think that's part of why these rule changes are coming into play. And it's unfortunate to see that as such an important position. Uh, so, I mean, speaking of um, for, of like important positions and things like that, I want to segue here into Major League Baseball. You know, again, nothing really has changed, but we got, you know, from last week, well, we got this guy, Aaron Judge, okay? Yankees number one, okay? They're, they're leading the pack of all the teams. They are doing red hot, and it's safe to say that they're going to they're gonna, probably going to be one of the ones that are going to go to the World Series. That's probably a safe bet to make right now, along with, uh, you know, somewhere in, somewhere in there is going to be the Boston Red Sox. But this guy, Aaron Judge, he's a run-producing machine. Oh, my God, this guy is crazy. I mean, he's, he has at least one run in the last seven games tied career high. You know, I mean, this guy, on April 21st, he, he ran six, ga- six runs per game. You know, the second best in baseball. Um, I mean, I don't know. This guy is uh, is is incredible. I, I think that the that the Yankees knew from the very start what they were, you know, acquiring when they acquired Aaron Judge, and this guy's showing it. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, uh, Brian, you were t- mentioning something about uh, Mike Trout earlier. Mike Trout. I was actually reading an article earlier today um, on um, ESPN. Mike Trout is having uh, one of the best baseball seasons in baseball's history. Um, that's right, sitting right next to Babe Ruth's 1923, um, you know, season. It's just unbelievable the numbers he's putting up this year. He's almost batting at a 300, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, he's definitely uh, him and Otani of the Los Angeles definitely making that team uh, exciting to watch again. Uh, definitely the two front runners on that team. There are a lot of hopes in Otani. I mean, yeah. this guy got hired on. This guy was. Uh, you know, one of Japan's best pitchers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, this guy has been doing incredible. I mean, he, I, I, Dodgers wanted him. Yeah. That's how they. Nice that's team. how. That's how he came down to L.A. I mean, mm-hmm. Dodgers wanted him. He wanted to uh, uh, bat as well. He wanted a certain amount of, of time batting. And did, did Mike Trout have anything to do with uh, him going to Los Angeles instead? Or I heard not. Angeles? I heard. I heard that he just wanted to go to L.A. because he likes the weather there. Mark. He likes the environment. He likes, you know, California. I'm from mm-hmm. California. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I know what he's talking about. I mean, everything's nice over there. It's expensive, you know, and you <laughs> got to, you know, but uh, but that's the, the Angels were some were a team that offered him uh, what exactly he wanted, you know. And, and mind you, this guy, Otani, he didn't go for uh, money because uh, the Dodgers were going to offer him a lot more money. He He's content with the money that he got from the Angels as long as he could bat. And he wanted a certain amount of time batting. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to respect that. A guy who just has heart for the game, doesn't really care about the money. He just wants to go out there and play. He wants to do what he's best at. He knows he's good yeah. at batting. He knows he's good at pitching. So he wants to do both. Well, he's got he's got the perfect example to follow after there in Mike Trout. You know, he's yeah. well, I think without a doubt best player in baseball. You know, he's Mike only Trout. getting he's only getting better. Yeah, and if there's something that he isn't the best at, you know, he always addresses it. You know, he makes sure that it's not a problem. For example, uh, his uh, strikeout rate. His outfield arm, these are things that he's worked at consistently that were previously perhaps considered weaknesses for him. He's made sure to perfect them. I mean, he's having a great season statistically as well, isn't right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's, it's safe to say that uh, the Angels are probably, I think it's somewhere tied between the Angels and the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. that are probably the best uh, teams out in the, in in the, the West. West. What about Houston? Houston's good. Houston's defending their, you know, their their title right now. So they're 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 red hot. Let's not forget about the yeah. Astros are doing great. Sure. Roster you know? stacked. 
Houston, my gosh, what a city. I mean, you got you got on one end, you got the Astros on the other end, you got the Rockets. They're both like flaming hot. This is going to be an exciting time. But yeah, we've talked a little bit about everything. We've talked a little about the playoffs, a little bit about uh, baseball, NFL, NHL. I thank you guys for uh, being my uh, special guest host today. Thank you, and as always, you can join us at uh, you know every week on our OOBG Radio podcast, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to OOBG Radio, the leading destination for the best sports and betting analysis podcast. Check in each week for more on sports news and forecasting. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite social media website and on OOBG.com.